It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440, driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Want us all to uh, Doug and Mary. Just to finish off our conversation about the uh, baseball movies and your favorite ones, uh, Tom Selleck, Mr. Baseball. And that comes from several people, including Big Guy 29. We're now joined by our friend Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. I bet you have a favorite baseball movie. I sure do, Alan, and good afternoon to you. Uh, I My favorite baseball movie with by a long ways is uh, Bull Durham. Yes. And I love a lot of baseball movies, but Bull Durham just stands out front to back, hilarious, and so much baseball, real baseball embedded within it. It's very convincing. Well, and it's it's also, I have to say, right from the start, it's it's almost poetry, like the lines you can pull out of there and use in everyday conversation. Now Molly it depends Gaggers. on, yeah, <laughs> everything in that movie is great, right? And you, uh-huh. you know, yeah, it was a great movie. I agree with you; it's fantastic. Um, so let's move from Bull Durham to what has been um, an unusual, I think, preseason for the Edmonton Oilers because uh-huh. some of the guys that you want to see play, like uh, Matthias Ekholm, have not played. Mm-hmm. And then some of the guys who we didn't think we'd want to see play, like Ben Gleason, have been really good. So, you know, we're almost done preseason. What are your takeaways, Bruce, major ones, one or two, from preseason for the Oilers? Well, the, the absence of Ekholm, I'm not worried about him making the team. Oh, I'm starting to worry about whether he's going to be ready for game one. But I think it's really messed up with the plan of what they were going to do in the preseason, uh, which, as I understand it, was to pair Ekholm with Philip Roberg and... Uh, uh, give them a sort of shot as a partnership. And whereas we're seeing some of the other sort of regular partnerships playing together, uh, young Philip Broberg has wound up uh, moving four games with three different partners. He's been right side. He's been left side. Uh, he's been added to the lineup at the last minute because somebody couldn't go at least once, if not twice. And uh, I think what was seen as a proper progression for him and an opportunity to, to uh, you know, play in the top four role with a mentor has kind of kind of gone by the uh, the wayside. And it's been unfortunate for him. Uh, but um, uh, similarly, the absence of Ryan McLeod, I don't think it's necessarily messed up any other players per se, but it has sort of changed the rotation of how they might be using the uh, – uh, the bottom six. I I think the 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 time away for guys like Ekholm and now Kulak out, and uh, I think really? uh, Nima it does show the importance of of the seven defensemen who are going to break camp. Right. Roberg being one of them. Fair. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he'll be one of them. And on merit, he is a guy uh, that, as is Dylan Holloway up front, who if they run into a numbers crunch and they have a guy they don't want to waive, uh, they do have the option of just assigning them and giving whoever the other guy is, you know, another look. Uh, With the other guy being uh, Ben Gleason, I think, in the case of the defense, uh, or Raphael Lavoie on the forward line, who could be on the bubble and, you know, have to go on waivers because of their situation. So that's the only way I could see Broberg uh, getting sent out. And frankly, I don't see any way Holloway can be sent out because he's clearly one of the top 12 forwards on the team. 
Bruce McCurdy, our guest from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. Bruce, Jack Campbell has looked very good. I'm always hesitant to overreact in anything uh, preseason. But if you're going to play, you might as well play well. And it is a good sign because he's stopping like 97% of the pucks. Yeah, yeah. He's been running a uh, since April Fool's Day. Might as well do it right. Uh, the end of the regular season, he had two games down the stretch. He played 120 minutes. Uh, he had four games in the playoffs. And he played 120 minutes. And now he's played two preseason games, 120 minutes again. So equal-sized samples, but they are uh, apples, oranges, and pineapples in terms of the, you know, the different circumstances of the test. But here's the thing. He's faced 183 shots in that time, and he's let in five of them. He's had eight appearances in a row, Alan, where he let in one goal or none. Well, I think he's starting to come around, frankly. <laughs> this is, this is a, a, a weird but um, becoming extended streak where he's stopping pucks. The, the, your understatement is, as always, appreciated, Bruce. The, the, the other side of it is that, and I've said this before, the orders are, I think they're a strong Stanley Cup contender, but they also have potential holes and areas that could leak uh, depending upon how the year goes. And if the goaltending solves itself internally, what a boost for the team! And and really, at the deadline, maybe maybe they could look elsewhere, which could be huge. Fair? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! And I, yeah, I think uh, the Oilers are a team that will fare well with uh, with league average goaltending, given their strength in other positions. And Campbell, in particular, has shown a, a, a ability to win high scoring games. Where you give him four goals of support, uh, he's, he may win it four or three, but he's more likely than not to win it. With, other than that one little horrible run he had in February or so, uh, and the Oilers are apt to score four. You know, last year they were three goals shy of a four goal per game average on the season. So uh, league average will get it done. What you don't want is un- erratic and unreliable. And as far as I'm concerned, the two guys, if they're both going and they split the games right down the middle, that's great. You know, they just they just want reliable, dependable backstop. And healthy, right? Well, that too. Yeah. Last year, mostly they were healthy. They were. Uh, I think Pickard got, he sat on the bench one or two games, and I can't remember when it was. I know the, the two main guys played all of the minutes, uh, except for the, uh, the two minutes that uh, uh, Berlin played when he came in and and uh, as the emergency goalie and, and finished up that one game against Chicago. And otherwise, uh, the two guys just carried it the entire way. And that's that's how it sets up. And, uh, uh, and they got two pretty decent guys, I think, down in the AHL in uh, Pickard and Rodrigue who will be staging their own battle for who would be the call-up in the case of uh, somebody going down in Edmonton. But there's a clear two that are obviously the starter and, uh, you know, 1A and 1B, however you want to put it, up here in uh, in Edmonton. Bruce McCurdy, Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. You are the voice of reason, the calm voice, the elder uh, among uh, the Ologosphere, and uh, people look to you for, for good, sound knowledge and advice. So uh, we're a few days away from the final decision, but who do you see leading the race for the final forward position among the group that is still here? Okay, uh, just don't... Talking about referees, and we're all good. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I like Lavoie. 
Uh, I just think there's a, uh, you know, there's sort of a checklist that they got to go through. And let's start with this, that the 12th forward is not going to be the difference between winning and losing very many nights on this team. They got a solid 11 forwards, and a lot of nights they only play 11 forwards, right? The 12th guy can be in the press box while they use seven defensemen, right? But the checklist says to me, you got to look at what you got in Raphael Lavoie before you let him go and lose control. That day you put that guy on waivers, you may never see him again. Yeah. Except scoring goals for the other team, you know. Uh, and we don't necessarily want that. So to me, he's the logical first choice to to get that shot. He showed enough in Bakersfield. He's been, you know, working his way up better each year. Last year, much better, especially in the second half. And he's I mean, he's not wowing at a training camp unless you like me went wow when he scored that goal over Thatcher Damko's shoulder the other night. That was a real snipe. Uh, when you know, his one sort of real best chance that he's had in his. Yeah. 10 minutes a night that he's played in three games, is it? So he's got um, uh, uh, he's got potential, and I think they got to look at him. And just, you know, in the 12th forward role, you know, playing the idea of playing with McDavid, well, they finally did it for one period, uh, but uh, this idea of playing with McDavid and Drysaddle to see what he's got, well, he's not going to be playing with those guys much yeah. in the regular season except maybe the odd time when they are running 11 forwards, and he's one of them, and, uh, and they're rotating centers through his line. So, you know, uh, it's nice to have a guy who can snipe the puck in that situation, and he's, he's that guy. So he's a guy that I would pick just based on, on logic of roster management, which seems to be a big thing with Ken Holland. So uh, uh, he's my guess. Yeah, I, I think that's all fair. Um, any thoughts, Bruce, on... I have this conversation with people every year, and I, I come to the same conclusion. I would prefer McDavid and Dreisaitl on separate lines. But mm-hmm. I also understand why when you're down a goal in the third period with 10 minutes left, you load up. Is is, is that a reasonable assessment of the talent level of those two men? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And the Oilers, I, I wrote a big preview on the forwards the other day. And I listed, rather than list them line by line, I actually listed the top six as a group. Uh, and there's six forwards that are clearly in that group. And so far in the preseason, we've seen uh, five different line combinations that were top six guys uh, that started the, started the various games. One, the one game here in Edmonton against Vancouver, the whole top six was in there. And three other games, three of the six were in the lineup and three were out and three that were in were together on a line. And we've had five different lines with <laughs> with the same six players, but switching around like none of none of the lines was the same at five different times that uh, uh, these guys lined up. And the thing that the Oilers really have going for them is the flexibility of so many forwards who can play multiple positions, and notably among those, uh, Leon Draisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who can both play center or wing and routinely will flip one to the other within a game. If uh, uh, if uh, Woodcroft decides that he uh, wants to switch things up, uh, Nuge will go from center to wing in a heartbeat and, uh, and uh, down a line, and Dreisel will go from wing to center in a heartbeat. Or sorry, from, I've got it backwards. Anyway, they, they'll switch positions and lines, and, and all of a sudden you've got a different combination playing with McDavid. And they've got um, uh, uh, both guys natural centers, but both are very comfortable on the wing. Leon, in fact, on either wing. He's played all three forward positions 
significant amount during his time in Edmonton. Uh, so that kind of flexibility really allows them to mix and match their top six and 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 go with whatever, no matter how they do it, as long as they're all healthy. Both lines, all the players have quality line mates, right? There's no no young guy getting pushed up because I got no one else. It's all you know, 26 to 31 years old, 32 years old. Um, you know, mature players near the peak of their career. And among them, every one of them has multi-20 goal seasons among, and in total 33 such seasons among the six guys, 20-plus goals in the NHL. And, of course, 20-plus means 50-plus or 60-plus when we're talking about the big guy. Bruce, I, I have not seen him enough to make the call, but I feel like when I see Connor Brown, I'm looking at Zach Hyman 2.0, mm-hmm. maybe not as... Uh, dynamic, but there's a lot about him that is similar, and I think that's a good thing, including a little more two-way acumen. Yes, yeah, he's a better defensive player to me than Hyman, which is, uh, Hyman, you know, his work ethic is so high that he gets a lot of praise for being a two-way player with good defense, where to me he's sort of average defensively, but Brown, uh, I've seen, you know, his instincts, his positional play, and his... uh, uh, his uh, ability to ba- battle for pucks and to read the play defensively, to you know, to, to take out dangerous sticks and that sort of thing, uh, stands out. And uh, we'll start noticing that a lot more when they're, you know, when his line is going head to head against other teams' top lines and games that count for points. But so far, that's uh, what stands out for me. They were both, uh, they were both rookies together in Toronto. And in the same group of rookies with uh, uh, Mitch Marner and Willem Nylander and also uh, 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 the Finnish guy, uh, Alpenin. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. the, one that, the one that hurt Ethan Bear at the World Championships last year and is in my bad books. They have five right wingers. that have all gone on to play several hundred uh, NHL games and, and basically the the good, very good, to even great players. It's, it's the best group of rookies. I know I'm talking about Toronto, and people aren't going to like this. Best group of rookies I've ever seen at one position on the same team. So many so that Zach Hyman actually had to flip to the other wing well, to get ice. What about what about Curry and Anderson in 1980-81? Well, that's two right-wingers. You're right, and Anderson was kind of a both-wings guy, but yeah, they, I mean, the, Curry, the, the Oilers group of Curry, Anderson, Coffey, Moog and Huddy as a group of rookies team wide. Uh, very few teams that can compete with that. Bruce McCurdy, Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thank you, Alan. You too. All right. Sometimes I think about McCurdy and I when we're in the old folks' home, and we will we'll start talking right around breakfast, and we'll get through a half a story by midnight because it's all checking down. We both do it. It's like. When he was talking about, and that guy who hit Ethan Bear at the World Junior Championship or World Hockey Championships, I'm still mad at him. That's the brain is every off ramp that's available to me. I take, and McCurdy's the same way. I I love him for it because he's got a very good brain, and that means that I'm normal. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking. I mean, like when you guys are are in the old folks' home, and I'm coming to visit and taking care of you guys. I'm definitely going to enjoy the stories that last until midnight, and I can't wait for. It. I look forward to it. You're never going to visit me. Oh, I'll be there. You will not. I'll be there. Once you will a month. not. Once I'll a be. Month. I'll have a little candle, and the the nurse will say, "Mr. Low Tide, you have to go to bed." And I go, "No, no, Declan's coming to see me. <laughs> it's two a.m., sir." 
Oh. Declan hasn't been here in seven years. <laughs> Declan moved away. <laughs> uh, sure, sure. Let's get you to bed. Uh, all right. Here we go. Don't forget your muffler. Okay. Uh, lots of comments. People are, are texting in about uh, baseball movies and about McCurdy and the Oilers game tonight. Plus, of course, the Toronto Blue Jays. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. What a great song. Well done. That's my, favorite, that's my favorite song of all time. Is it really? Yeah, yes. I love that song. Good vibe song. That's the Sam Cooke, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's Sam Cooke. I've heard it by many people, but I, I think that's my favorite version of that song. I think it might be the first one, too. How and where do I purchase a Sports 1440 hat? I, I think the Oilers Nation folks have them. Uh, that's Kennedy who does the design of that kind of thing, right? Yes. All right. Yes, I believe so. I don't know if they're available for purchase. That would be a question for... I guess you or you know me. Jason I have no. I'm in charge of nothing, and that's the way I want it. Yeah. I listen. Yeah. I, I don't know where you can purchase. As soon as I find out, I'll make sure everyone knows. But I'm not sure if they're available for purchase. If only yet. there was a way we could call someone. If only there was a way we could call someone. I know it's tra- it's, it's a tragedy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if only we were in media and knew how to dial a phone. Don't even have to dial it anymore. All right. Just curious why RNH isn't discussed more as an option for 3C. Dustin Nielsen was suggesting when following this morning McDavid with Kane and Brown, Drysaddle with Holloway and Hyman, Nuge with Fogel and Lavoie, Lavoie, damn it, McLeod with Ryan and Yanmark. Well, I think because he is not a, a face-off guy and he is used effectively on the wing and he scored 104 points last year on the wing. Those would be my reasons. But he can play center. And it may come to that. Uh, we'll see how McLeod is. But it's a great option to have. I'm a big Nuge fan. And by the way, we've, we've heard Dustin Nielsen mentioned on this show and Bob Stoffer too. So I am going, I need a concerted effort from each and every one of you. I want everybody to inundate Dusty's show and Bob's show with Low Tide is suggesting that, let's see here, Ben Gleason should be the seventh defenseman dressed and he could play forward and defense. Text that in to those shows. See if they read them. Now, I read them because I'm a fair play kind of guy. And I believe in everybody having fun. And since Bob, I mean, he he really, I guess he overlaps Jason's show a little bit, but he's moved himself into a spot where he's stone alone and wise that he did that. I think the Oilers are putting together pretty much the opening night lineup tonight with Stuart Skinner in front. And that tells me we'll have the same lineup uh, for the final game. Greetings, Low Tide. Where does a gentleman get his hands on the 10-year-old aged Balderson cheese? Well, it's available lots of places. I would tell you about Balderson cheese. If you're a certain age and you get the 10 years, you need to have it only like once a week or so. And there's lots of reasons why I don't want to get into it, but you have to do that. But it's available. You'll you'll buy the five by mistake a few times, but go for the ten. The ten is so crumbly bumbly that there'll be a bunch of little clibbits right on the counter there. But you can eat them; they're very good. And um, and it it I'll tell you why I like it. And and I'm going I'm I'm selling the cheese hard here, but it's so good and it's so tasty that sometimes the roof of my mouth starts to get a little bit, you know, like puffed up a little bit because it's so yummy, good, and, you know. So 
Anyway, I, I've said too much about cheese. Ballerson's cheese, aged 10 years, is really good. If you, you can slice it thin. You don't need a lot of it. And then you put it on toast. You put toast and Ballerson's cheese. And what I sometimes do if I'm feeling really good about life is that I will, I will put it like in the micro for like 10 seconds because then it melts a little bit into the, into the toast. And then you're really on fire. You are close to perfection there. Sounds great. Yeah. Well, you're not. You don't like cheese, so you're like you're. You, you, for you, it's like oh, here we go with cheese. You know, what's your favorite food? Ever? No, like var, varsol. I don't know what you eat. So, what do you eat? My favorite food, probably salmon. Oh, salmon's very yeah, good. Probably salmon. Well, how do you like it prepared the best? Uh, I like my salmon. Well, I like it barbecued. Barbecue is very good salmon. If not that, I'm happy to pan fry it. Okay, have I you like have you uh, seared salmon, have you salmon. barbecued it on a plank? I know that sounds weird, but yes, have I ever? I haven't personally, but I've uh, had I've had yeah. salmon that was a uh, that was barbecued on a plank. Yeah, and it's there's great. nothing wrong with frying it. It's very good. Yeah, I like no. it. I like no. it. I like it raw. Like I like it in sushi. I just love salmon. Great meat. So good. Hey, Ro- guys, Rod Stewart does Twisting the Night Away. Very good, too, from Shanked One. It's true. But his is more guitar-oriented. That one is, and it kind of, it, it beca- it's a real rock and roller song, and that's great. But the Sam Cooke version is just a happy song with horns and all kinds of stuff going on. It, it's, it's sort of um, a vintage, I would say. You know, I would use the word vintage on that song. So great to have you and the entire crew back, LT. Your voice brings joy to my workday. Where would one find that Nielsen show? Please and thanks, Miles. You don't. You don't. You stick with Sports 1440. <laughs> you don't find it. Well, they got podcasts everywhere. I mean, you guys, how are you going to avoid them? But they're good people over there, and we love them. But we would encourage you to listen to our shows because they're all brilliant. And uh, I have to say that I think we have great guests. I believe that. Very informative. I like our regular staple. I think they bring a lot to the table, like so much more than I could possibly bring in those segments, which is a big reason I really appreciate them. Well, what I like about you is that there's no dead spots. Uh, I worked in Top 40 Radio for many years, and the worst thing in Top 40 Radio is when there's a long pause. And to this day, when I'm driving down the road and I'm listening to the radio and a commercial ends and another one just doesn't go right away, I start talking and I, I know it sounds the most, it's the most ridiculous thing in history, but I have to fill the dead air if I'm listening to the radio. I am not a joyful person when I listen to the radio, by the way. If there's a mistake, I get mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. You must hate working with me then. <laughs> Playing splitters on it. Well, you, you did fine. The Fumbling good thing about that is it shows that you're human. Thank you. I was I was too robotic. Is that what I'm hearing? No, I think I was that just you, a sports you are robot so smooth at it, and you, ah. the way you answered that MMA question, I'm still just agog. Well, um, you know, kind. I'm like a teenager. Um, Tide, have you ever had the Balderson's truffle cheddar? Damn good. If you like fungi, I I have not, but I will try anything. Low tide. Will it take longer for Balderson's cheese to age 10 years or Kruger to visit you in the old folks home from Martin? That's a tough call. I'll be in my 70s 10 years from now. My plan is to still be working 
and keeping Kruger from the main chair, mm-hmm. <laughs> which won't happen. Cutting my dreams out from under me. No, look, you know, they're going to roll me down to the the uh, Bubba Shrimp place here one day yep. and then change the locks and that'll be the end of me. Yeah, we're going to put you in the wheelchair, tell you it's a, oh, we're out for a nice meal. And <laughs> next thing you know, you can't find your way back. Low Tide, we've got a special prize for you down at the Lego store. Trudge, 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 trudge. And then I come back and it's all changed. Where can I buy Balderson? It's available anywhere. I, you know, I, I think that the, you know, it's available. You can get it, man. I don't know where I get it. I get it on the street. Um, most people listen to radio at work, not after. That's not true. That's not true. And all the shows are on, like, streamed and, you know, the world is a different place now. My kids listen to, like, my my daughter listens to a murder mystery podcast from I don't know where, and she loves it. The world is like whatever you want under the sun, you can find online, on air, on podcast. We run podcasts. How we're getting? We're at five out of five on the podcast thing you were telling me. Today. We are. We have a perfect rating on on Apple Podcasts. Now, obviously, small sample size. We need to. Uh, Don't we need tell to get them more that. numbers. We need to get more votes, more five star ratings, and uh, we're trying to crack charts. We're trying to crack charts, so go download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify too, wherever you get your podcasts. But Apple, we're trying to make a name for ourselves. We wanna, we wanna hit the top hundred. I don't want to so say too much, but there. I have a plan for a podcast, and it's gonna be brilliant. It's gonna own. It's gonna be number one with a bullet. Can I be on it, guest? Well, maybe. Right. I'll check with the bosses. And we'll find out. But I, I'm. It's gonna be great. Is this the text line? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't have any animosity about anybody who works in sports, radio, or podcast across the uh, Edmonton area. Well, bite your tongue, sir, because last time I checked, Connor Halley was still in sports radio. So, well, except gotta, for him, yeah, you got to check that one. A bit. And I, I just, I, I just have a, a a long-standing issue with him. And we thank the CBC for the uh, the proper pronunciation of issue. Do you think I've harangued the CBC over issue enough? I've been doing it for about 30 years now. I think you got another five years before you really hit your stride. And then I think <laughs> it's like, you know what? Now I've done it enough. I've yeah. hit the perfect amount of time. I think I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm like, I am when I hear Ballroom Blitz by Sweet now with that. I might have one. I love that, that song. It's a great song. Not to go off on a tangent. But I, I guarantee I speak for a lot of people when I say it's better to hear Declan on your show compared to Matthew Awanek. I love Matthew Awanek. Awanek was great. Awanek was, was, I didn't even have to prep shows. He'd say something, I'd yell at him for five minutes, and then the text line would go crazy. I love Matthew as well. You're Matthew not like is... that. You're, you're more, um, you're reasonable, but younger. Yes. And I, and I do think that you really spiked the listenership with your $700 shoe for the girl purchase. Yeah. That's Bad one decision. that we need to drill down on that one day. I know. Yeah, we can get into did it. Did you really like the girl? Nope. Not really. So did you really like the shoes? No, just thought it was the right thing to do. Just so you was, did that because you you felt it was... I mean, we were dating. It was her birthday. She wanted them. It felt like the right thing to do. Would take it back in a heartbeat. So, I knew I didn't like her. It was a mess. It was just, it was horrible of me. Uh, Declan, but I love Matthew Awanek as well. He's been nothing but helpful and, and Declan, kind to me my, the whole way through. Declan, my birthday is coming up. When's your birthday? In December. And, oh, um, it's too close to Christmas. If man, I if that. I give you if, you... if I tell you what I want and the price doesn't matter, will you buy it for me? 
No, 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 absolutely. I will never agree. If the price doesn't matter, no, not agreeing to that. If it's like, if I can get you a good deal at Marshall's or something, uh, uh, maybe. Uh, Declan, I would like you to purchase the Montreal Expos for me. Thank you. Yeah, I can. Me and Tom, we've been talking about that. Brady, that is. Uh, I call him Tom. <laughs> we've been talking about getting in on a little ownership deal together. I say, listen, I work with this guy low tide. He loves the Expos. Tom, I know you got the money connections. Let's make something happen. So it's in the works. We'll see what we can do. But uh, I think you're going to be very happy come next season. Hi, LT. Where can I find your book? I would like to buy one. Also, do you ever play hockey? I, the book is available at any good bookstores. And if it's not, you can order it online. I don't have any more. I've sold all the copies that I had. I bought a bunch of copies and they all sold. Um, so did I ever play hockey? Yes, I did, but I was terrible at it. I couldn't skate very well. And that was my problem. So I played defense and not well. I was, um, I was, I was just, I couldn't skate. You know, it, 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 hockey is really hard. I don't know if people know that, but it's really hard to play. You're a swimmer, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Swimming, swimming's pretty easy. Balderson cheese on sale at Walmart right now. Am I doing, I, maybe I'm just doing commercials now for, for Balderson's. Is that it? Well, it's certainly coming across this way, but uh, they're not cutting any checks, so we got to tone okay, that down a little all right. bit. I will tell you that I'm on to Steve Lansky's wife's uh, special uh, strawberry uh, lavender jam. It's very good. I mean, it's, I, it just, it's, it's, it's so good, I don't even put peanut butter on. That's how good it is. You've got to be a special kind of jam. My go-to is grape jelly and peanut butter on toast. That's the good stuff right there. Low Tide, now that the orders have changed their D-zone strategies, can you finally admit last year's system was flawed? Asking for a friend, Joe, keep up the good work. I'm telling you, they're going to change it, and everybody's going to be happy with it, and then there'll be a mistake, and they're going, here we go again. It, 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 the execution is the thing. It's always the execution. The, these players know how to play different systems, and they can check down, like, in-game. This is all I, – I hate when this happens because it starts off with people who think they know more than they do, and I never think I know more than I do because I am limited in what I know. And I can tell you that hockey players can play different systems, but it's always the execution. The play you're mad about was Warren Fogle not getting a hold of Zach Whitecloud, and Whitecloud sent a perfect shot and it went in the net. That's it. It's not Darnell Nurse's fault. If you want to find a fault with Darnell Nurse, he turned wrong way twice in a playoff game, and it cost them a goal. You can't turn the wrong way. When the player's coming out of the corner, you've got to turn immediately toward him and not turn around the long way. You don't have time. And Nurse, of course, knows that. It just happens. It's execution. It's a hard game to play. And defensemen always look like they're the culprit because they are, but they're the last line of defense, and that's why they look bad. I've said my piece. Curious as to what Dust, uh, Dave Jameson and Dustin Nielsen are doing. Well, Dusty's on podcasts all day long. Dave, I, I don't know what JMO is doing. I think he's waiting, you know, Biden his time. But whatever he does, it'll be brilliant. And I do plan on asking him to come on the show. But I, I really wanted us to kind of find our way, get comfortable. Are you comfortable now? Uh, yeah, of course. All right. You made it very easy for me. Well, that was only by accident. I want you to know that. Oh, I'm sure it was, but it worked out fine. We have to take a break. Yes. Okay. Low Down with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It brings back the memories. Low Down with Low Tide on Sports 1440. I don't know which one of us likes that song more. Why can't it be even? Why does it have to be a competition? Why can't we both just like the song? Well, it'll be on our uh, 
Do people still make uh, like music tapes and stuff, or do you just go Spotify? I think it's playlists now. You make okay. a playlist for your loved oh, one. All right. Yeah. And do you share that with the person that you are, uh, you know, that you like a lot? Yeah, of course you do. Okay. You don't you don't sit outside a window with a boombox like John Cusack anymore. No. Those days are long gone. My musical taste is so eclectic, though. I don't know that anybody would be interested in my. You know, I go from Talking Heads Heaven mm-hmm. to. Um, Something by Roxy Music, like more than this. And then I'd have Neil Young's Powderfinger. And then I'd have Amy Lou Harris sing a duet with Graham Parsons. There's a lot in there. What a tape. That's a tape that says I love you. Well, I don't know. My dog likes all that music. She really does like all the music I listen to. Well, do you love your dog? Totally. There you go. I love my dog so much. Fox on the Run, Dazed and Confused, used it so well they did. That's a great movie. If you want to know what my it's high school... It's actually my school, second favorite movie of all time. So really? Just saying. Yes, it is. Oh, that was my high school. Like every, It I was so it. weird, and there were weird guys. <laughs> I could even tell you, you name the character, and I'm not going to say the name, but I could tell you who the person was in the town I grew up in. Slater. I'm not saying it. Right. I, I know he's <laughs> instantly the individual, but I can't say it because they have family. Um, okay, here's a salmon recipe. Super simple. Oh, they wrote it out. Oh, dear. Okay, I can't read all of that, but there's some brown sugar in there, sesame seeds, cloves, lime, soy sauce, ginger, bourbon. Hello. Of course, there's garlic cloves. Somebody will ask. Looks good. Looks very good. I can't get it off my screen now. I can't get it off. There it is. Okay. Thank you to Eric for that because I definitely will be making my salmon like that next time. Very nice. Um... Had to give up cheese. Had a negative effect on my singing voice. I think I'd not sing. That's that's how I feel about it. I, I would, I would give up singing. A rock band Crocus did a great version, uh, cover version of Ballroom Blitz. Crocus, I think, is from Australia. Although there's probably more than one Crocus. You know, like sometimes bands have different names spelled differently. And I think Crocus is one of them. How important is winning the division and the Western Conference for this team, Coach Mike? Well, I think it is important because as tough as Winnipeg seemed to be, Vegas got through them a little easier than the Oilers got through L.A. I think L.A., how do I put this without sounding like sour grapes? I think L.A.'s goal was to either win the playoff series against the Oilers or make sure that the Oilers were buggered up badly physically getting out of the series. And I, you know, you can get mad at me all you want, but I think that was the plan. Do you think that's fair or am I being like... I mean, like your first sentiment about them, you obviously want to win the series, but I think... if that's not to be the case, I think you're, there's probably some accuracy to what you're, what you're saying. Yeah. I, 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 that's my feeling. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but. Salmon belongs in the trash with the kale. Oh, dear. Can't we just get along? I gave a little speech at the beginning of the show about all of us getting along, and now here we are. Salmon is good. There's not a lot of fish I wouldn't eat, especially if it's fresh. Fresh fish. 
Remember when I had a hard time pronouncing any word yesterday? That may be coming back. It kind of comes in, in you know, moments with the pronunciation. It's, it's in and out. What do you have with your fish? Rice? Yeah, big rice guy. Rice and broccoli generally. Yeah. Broccoli is very good. What's your favorite vegetable? Like flat out favorite vegetable and let's make it green to make it interesting. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. even a debate. Yeah. I love Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts are not really the healthiest vegetable though. They really are not. Okay. I'm, no well, skin I'm just off my saying diet. you'd be better off with broccoli. You know. Maybe. I like it better though. There's some <laughs> stuff going on in the in the Brussels sprouts. And if you knew how to spell Brussels sprouts, you wouldn't eat them. It's really weird. I think Brussels sprouts is Brussels sprouts, but we say Brussels sprouts. Can we talk about how Hyman has been such an epic signing? The Oilers snatched the heart and soul of Toronto and plugged it into Edmonton's lineup. I think a player like that has been the difference in both teams' successes. I will not disagree with you. I, I do think you have a point there. Uh, the cleverness of our people is just out there. Dad always had toast with cheese, onions, and mustard. Absolutely delicious. I'd have to eat it. I'd have to try that. I have not tried that combination. Mustard is for roast beef sandwiches. Mustard is for hot dogs. Mustard is for... That's what I got. I love mustard, but only on a few for high hamburgers, too. Hamburger, like a hamburger you eat? Very good. Not even close, low tide, they're from Switzerland. You might be thinking of Angel City, Roger in Calgary. I'm going to say there's a crocus out there that is, that is, um, well, I could be wrong. What am I saying? There was a, there was a text here and I have, I have, it's gone away and I had it and I wanted to read it and it, I, I'm wildly ir- irritated now that it's gone. Well, if that's the case and it's gone, I do have something I want to pitch to you. I think we had a text about it way earlier in the show, but I know Gregor touched on it briefly, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Connor Bedard Very came, upset in, about this. came in at number 48 on the TSN Top 50. Obviously, hasn't played an NHL game yet. McDavid, his rookie year, was 37 without playing a game. Do you think 48, too high, too low, just right? Okay, I'm going to tell you about Connor Bedard, and then everybody's going to go rain down blows upon me. I worry that he's small, and I don't know if he's fast enough to avoid what's coming. And I worry about him. And I, like, McDavid was fast as lightning, and he got hurt. But I worry about Bedard playing the whole year. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to jinx him. I, I, I love WHL kids. I do. And the last guy who was trumped up, well, the last guy who was hyped up um, in the same way wasn't even in the dub. It was Kale McCarr, who I, I I had to stop scouts from talking about him. They just loved Kale McCarr so much when I would talk to them before the draft. But I worry about him making this way through the season. We'll see. I mean, fast enough, what does that mean, right? So, but I I, I, I can't find that damn thing.
is this Edmonton's worry that Bedard can compete with Connor? No, I'm not. I, I hope he does lots of great things. I love seeing new talent come into the league, and I think he's going to be great. I just worry about him getting hurt. What would his player comparison be today, size included? Ooh. Size, skill included? Because the first guy I think of, I think of a Johnny Goudreau. Just because of the size, but I think yeah. he's far more skilled. Yeah, he's he's Marner skilled, but he's a great shooter. Yeah. So I think we're looking at somebody who's it's tough to find a comparable that is a real comp because he if you notice he changes the angle just a little bit and then he does ridiculous back passes. He's very clever, very smart player. Um I think he's gonna when he plays, he's gonna do really great things. How many how many teams in the league would he be the Bonafide best player. Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, Right now, 12, I'll say. Yeah, I was thinking 15 maybe, but 12 sounds about right. Very good. Very, very good player. Toast with liver sausage and mustard. Super tasty. That was dad's favorite from Chet. My dad had white bread smothered with butter, white sugar, and chocolate pudding. Two heart attacks. God bless him. Yeah. Potential comparable Braden Point. Now, that's an interesting name. That is a very interesting name, and I, I, um, in my mind's eye, I would agree with that one. What about pretzel with mustard? Patty and spruce. Yes, pretzel with mustard is very good. I do not have that because I'm not a big pretzel guy. Although there's a pretzel place in the mall. I hope it's still here. It's the little wee pretzels. What are they called? Wetzel's Pretzels? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good place down there. Yeah, that's very good. They have Johnny Hockey with an 89 strength in NHL 24. Ovechkin is 87 strength. I don't play that game, so I'm assuming that means skill level? No, no. So you have different ratings uh, for all your attributes. You have a shot rating. You have a speed rating. You have a skill move rating. Strength is one of the ratings. They're saying that Johnny's strength rating higher than Ovi's. The big Russian bear, I may add. Seems a little ridiculous to me, but... But Ovi's a little older. That's what I'm saying. He is a little bit older. But still, I mean, for Johnny... You know, to have a strength rating higher than Ovia, I don't know if that's as right right well, with me. I don't know how accurate any of these things are. You know, it's like Dick Clark and American Bandstand when they'd give it an eight. What does that kid know? You know, he was in school failing science three hours ago, and now he's grading. You know, Sam Cooke's latest song. What the hell does he know? <laughs> Denny Savard, Patrick Kane. That's one that just came in. He has yeah, the hands Savard, of Patty Kane. Yeah, Savard. Yeah. Savard uh, would be a good comp, although I don't. I think Savard was the passer. He used to come in over the blue line circle and then make great passes. Bedard's shot is what makes him unique, I think. Bang on, uh, low tide. Bedard is in for a world of hurt in the NHL. Hawks would be smart to give him two years in the AHL. I don't think that's true. I just worry about him. And I hope I'm wrong. But it's a tough league, man. I remember Nuge getting hurt. I remember all those kids getting hurt. Patty Lafontaine. Now there's a pull. Debrinket. Well, I think this kid's a center, so we'll see. I see him as a player similar to Jack Hughes, another good name. Connor Bedard is Mike Gartner. Okay. L.A. got weaker, in my opinion. I think it'll be harder for them to make the playoffs because other teams will be good, but L.A. will be a tough out if they get here. Bagel with pickled herring and sour cream. I'm going to make everybody grossed out right now, but I liked sardines in the can when I was a kid. All it is is salt, but I loved it. LT, how far has Gleason moved himself up the depth chart? Or is he just this preseason's version of Perlini? I think he's in the mix, but I don't think he can make the team. I, there, there's just no way, unless somebody's hurt, you know. But I do want you all to text all the other shows and say, Low Tide says Gleason should be the seventh defenseman and then play up when they go 11-7. and seven. 
See if anybody reads it. Low Tide Crocus, I saw them with Motorhead and Fist. Eat the Rich. Launched it, goes boom, ETC. There's another spelling of Crocus. C-R-O-C-U-S. It's in my brain. It happened. There's a band out there. I'm not lying. I don't lie about this stuff. Damn it. I'm going to look it up now, and then it won't exist, and then I'm going to go home and sulk. Crocus. Among the first flowers to bloom each spring. Not what I was looking for. I'll find it. Tomorrow, we meet at the bicycle racks, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find Crocus the band spelled that way. I bought a 45 from them. I know. Damn it, there's Crocus misspelled the wrong way. <sighs> there was a band called Crocus. C-R-O-C-U-S. Crocus. I'm not lying about this. All right, I believe you, but we'll have to we'll have to tackle it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> Can't you just let me be upset? I know I'm not I didn't lie about this. I know it's in there somewhere. I just can't find it. Google owes me today. All right, are we done? I got to go sulk. Thanks so much for tuning into the Lowdown. Jason Greger and Mature Radio on the way. Time for a sports update.